0: I am going out into the middle of nowhere to turn five acres of desert into a permaculture oasis. Please join me on my journey. So it's Sunday and I've been finding, like I mentioned, that not scheduling certain things that I've been procrastinating just works really well because I'll just get inspired to just do them and I get, start getting them done. So this morning I was out having coffee and breakfast, you know, just relaxing. It's Sunday, you know, the one day where I really just kind of have no excuse to work. <laughs> and I kind of just decided to start working on the, the, I think it's called cattle fencing, and it's like a, a curved trellis that I was describing to you, so what I did is I had a wheelbarrow that was it had most of a bag of quickcrete in it, and I just didn't use it all when i you know so it was just kind of sitting there and so I mixed um that up you know added water or whatever, and then um dug a few f- post holes and used a couple of two by fours that I got from the se- the coal bin, so like I think I got. 16 of them for like 20 bucks or something like that and they're imperfect but who cares I don't care but I did um, them about the width of the cattle fencing a little bit wider because I'm going to do a two by four across there when the cement dries the footings dry and then I'll attach the cattle fencing or the field fencing, or whatever it's called, to the cross, you know, BM 2x4, and then I'll build up this wall that I'm doing. Um, out from that, I'm doing probably, I'm probably going to do an 18-inch high wall, and I might do 18 inches wide so I can turn it into a seat wall, so that, like, in the evenings, you know, it could be a place to sit, I think that would be kind of cool. Um, So, but right for right now I'm just using it as a base for the cattle fencing because I think it would be cool and provide some kind of a sense of place, you know. And also give me somewhere with a little bit of shade to put a couple of vines hopefully right up on the east side of that little wall so that they get shade when they're little and a little bit of windbreak and then hopefully I can grow vines up on that trellis and create like you know some neat a neat little walkway but until i have vines growing up there i'm going to do the reed the rolled reed matting that i had bought it was like expensive i thought it was anyway i don't know maybe it was like only 30 or 40 bucks i'm not sure that's still kind of expensive for one little panel and then i just never had a use for it so anyway, I got that started, I got the first course done, and it was <laughs> pretty fun mixing it because I just basically added to the leftover cement mix, I added um, a bunch of dirt, and I added a bunch of straw, and it was this great muck, just this really fantastic muck that I just mixed with a small shovel in the wheelbarrow. And it took a while to get it mixed, but uh, I didn't mind, it wasn't that hard actually. and. So I didn't do the whole tarp method, you know, and I'm calling it like a kind of a cob adobe because it's kind of cob, but it's not. Doesn't have sand in it. Um, it's most, it's more or less adobe. And this, this uh, happened to have some some quickcrete in it, some cement. So and some that quickcrete has little gravel too. So it's going to be a pretty sturdy little base for the wall. And what I found so exciting about it, and by the way, I'm breathing a little heavy because I'm walking the dog. I'm dovetailing. <laughs> It's the sun's gone down and it's cooled off and the sky's doing fun things. So we're just doing a little walk. Come on. But it's so, I found it's so empowering to just use, to build with with mud. It really kind of blew me away. I had this really awesome feeling afterwards just doing this one layer. And what I did is I just shoveled, you know, and I'm using a bulb shovel. Um, I think it's what it's called in some circles in some states. Um, it's just a much smaller shovel. It's ergonomic. um doesn't hurt to use. I don't think a big shovel really hurts either. But anyway, it's just um, doesn't, you know, it's got a, it's a much smaller blade. But anyway, so I was using that to shovel fairly large hunks of this muck that I'd created, it just in basically a rugged line of plops. And then I, once I cleared cleared out the wheelbarrow and rinsed it out, then I got some thick nitrile gloves on and I just hand shaped the muck blobs into a low wall. And it's almost all the way dry by the end of the day today. So it's probably going to be something that I can just start building off of as soon as tomorrow if I wanted, you know, and it's going to go really fast. And I just eyeballed it as far as making it lined up and you know, um, I don't think anything's square, and I'm okay with that. This is not rocket science. It's not for a client, and it's not structural, so I'm not worried about that. But it's going to be really cool, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm excited about when I get to the point where it's time to basically anchor the uh, cattle fencing or field fencing into the adobe wall and I'm not sure how that's going to work exactly. I think it's going to have to do a little bit with the pressure of the material. Stop. There's probably a wild animal. She just gets all nuts and won't won't listen and pulls on it on the leash. Stop. Oh my god. Anyway, so I'm not exactly sure how that's going to work, but I may, so I may have to brace it depending on Um, The pressure, sort of, because the fencing came in this kind of wide roll, so it's going to want to seek that shape again, so that'll be interesting when I get to that point, and like I said, I might have to brace it with something, but it was just so cool to make a thing today to get started on making a thing and what I've found is even that little beginning has given the place more atmosphere and more of a sense of a home rather than just this place plopped out in you know this open land (laughs) so and I made sure there's enough room for me to be able to open this the um, battery shed door which is this big wide door it's like a barn door almost So I had to trace that arc, unlock the shed and open the door and trace it with a shovel. So I'm pretty sure I got that. Um, Because by the time I got to where I was putting the wall, siding the wall, I think I had accidentally erased most of my shovel line. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure I'm close. And I'll make sure I, I can always, you know, take a tool to it if I have to. But for now, it's just looking awesome. And it didn't require any fancy tools or special perfection of any kind so it's just perfect in its beautiful imperfection and um, so the footing should probably be I would say cured if you know in a couple days I usually give the footings extra time just to be sure um, and so I'm thinking maybe tomorrow and the next day so maybe like the day after tomorrow. Maybe I'll try attaching that two by four, or I might even be able to attach it tomorrow. But then I'll just do some sort of, I think I have, I think what I'll use is these really nice brackets that are, um, they come in different diameters. It'll be a little overkill, just the the diameters are still, like the smallest one is still bigger than the, much bigger than the diameter, of the fencing wire. But it'll still, I think it'll still work really well. And so I'll just use those to attach the one end of the field fencing to the 2x4 and then I'll kind of keep working on that. I want to get the wall done or not done but to the point where I'm at my last course of it so that I can bury the field fencing in it and I might like I was saying what I might do is do one more course of the cob dobe and then basically start Uh, the next course, the third course, and I think there'll probably be four or five, I'm not sure how many courses, because it's like maybe six inches high right now, right? So if I'm going 18, that's only three courses. So I might even want to bury that in in the next course, just so it's really anchored into the wall. And I think that the the layers should stick to each other pretty well. Um, When I did, I was asked by uh, someone in Oregon wants to demonstrate Cobb to a group of her friends who are helping her build this little house on her property, and I showed, like, you know, you, you put on the adobe piece and you kind of twist it, and kind of like a yeah. So, but I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I need to do that. I think it'll just here, just fine. So that's really exciting to just be moving forward with something small but significant and it's adding structure to the place and it's gonna look cool and more importantly it's gonna help the plants that are just struggling in that spot. And I've already noticed just putting burlap over the blackberry seems to have helped a lot. And so I really just think that it's just too hot in the sun, it's just too glaring in the summer. So I got some of that done this morning and that was really fun. And I just spent the rest of the day watching movies. So I think I might get back to it tomorrow because it's possible that everything's dry enough. I just wonder about the stuff that's underground. It probably didn't dry as fast as the wall that's sitting above ground in the sun. So the footings probably will need a couple days. But I think it's possible that I can do the 2x4 beam across there. Because all I'm doing is just screwing brackets, you know, just to screw that stuff on. So it's possible. We'll see where I'm at. But I'm not going to schedule it. (laughs) Because scheduling it means I won't do it, apparently. But yeah, today was a really quiet day. And I was home all day. And it was a really kind of a nice day. So yay for a day off. Well, the uh, the hotel turned out not to be necessary, as I got word from the mechanic that all he did was do like an, an investigation a check as it were. And he was able to determine that I'm gonna need yet another week um, and come up here again in a week for him to be able to install the headlight. He also told me that the shocks are gonna be about $600 a piece and there's two of them. So I just told him to wait on those cause I don't need those to get the vehicle registered and that's a priority. And that's kind of a lot of money. So uh, one thing you'll notice is that I'm in town and there's lots of traffic noises. And it's kind of, I decided to go ahead with it because it's kind of actually an interesting, I think, comparison to what is it like being out in the country, out in the middle of nowhere, and what is it like being in town? And you trade off, you know, certain things for other things. But, anyway, so sorry about the noise. But yeah, so, dang it, I didn't even need the hotel. But since we've already paid for it, and we're already here, thanks. Awesome. Actually, let me give you my card right now. Oh. Save you a trip. <laughs> and then, here you go. Okay, thanks. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm gonna have to come back up. But what we're gonna do since we're here, what I'm gonna do with the animals since we're all here and I made all that effort to come up here and all that, is just basically um, stay. You know, there's no sense in wasting a nice hotel room for a night if you know I've already paid for it Um, might as well and then I can get some things done up here too Um, but yeah so it's a little bit of a bummer that he wasn't really ready to actually do the repair and I kind of wish I would have known that he said he did some research but you know what instead of complaining about life I'm just going to accept it and embrace it and know that it's going to work out thanks Okay, cool. Okay, sorry, I'm just doing math in my head the tip and all that. Um, but yeah, so it is a little bit of a letdown because I really kind of overprepared. but again, communication is so important. So, kind of is what it is, you know, these things happen. And, uh, but yeah, I'm a little closer to getting things all squared away with the vehicle but it's not happened yet. And I still have a little time. I might actually stop in at the tax office and just ask them, you know, like, so, you know, let's let them know what the situation is and just see what what do I, good grief, what do I do if the can't, you know, the repairs, I can't get it inspected, you know, before the 30-day deadline on the, um, on the bond expires and just see what they say, cause I am here, I can do it. And then we're gonna go to the Humane Society, and I might even do that today actually. But I'm definitely gonna go to the hotel now to go check on Gato, cause he's been there alone, and I feel kinda sad. He went right under the bed and just kinda, you know, I didn't, because of the dog and all the unpack, you know, getting the, everything ready kind of before we went over to the mechanics. I didn't really get to kind of send him off or whatever and just be like, you know, comfort him and stuff and get him settled. I did, you know, set up food and water, but that's about it. Let me finish my beer. Oh, wow. All right, buddy. Let's go. So, anyway, I'm just gonna keep working on this car thing. Oh, and I didn't get to tell you yet, but guess who called me yesterday? (laughs) So I get a call and since I put the third number in my phone now so that I know who's calling, I saw that it was my ex. Hey, oh, she's really attracted to whatever Smell that is. He actually called me again. Oh, and he sent me a song. He emailed me a song link, and I ignored it. But I actually talked to a crisis counselor when like when he called me, because I was just so uncomfortable. And actually, when I saw that it was him, when I saw his you know name because I entered him that third number into my phone, I, I didn't want to, you know have to be contacted by him again. Oh, I found old rusty metal on the sidewalk and I have to take it with me. Score, round score. Come on. Come on, buddy. Oh. <laughs> I just ran into a. Okay. Come on. Um, but yeah, so when his name showed up, I was, my, like, my heart leapt into my throat because I was just scared. Because I'm like, why is he contacting me? Why won't he leave me alone? What's his deal? Does he not understand that I don't want to talk to him anymore? And so after talking to the crisis counselor, um, crisis center advocate, whatever they call themselves, um, for a little bit, just to kind of figure out, like, you know, how to be safe and what, you know, I just wanted a second opinion because it, it scared me. Um, so I went ahead, and last night I actually listened to the song that he sent me just to figure out because her opinion is the the advocate's opinion is that he like wants me back, and he just like can't believe that I wouldn't want him back or whatever, and my opinion is different. I think that he's just trying to get me get me back into his clutches so he can manipulate and intimidate and um, abuse again, so I was like, well okay, I'll listen to the song. It said explicit lyrics. So I was just like, what kind of song did he send me? Um, God, the dog just is pulling on me. Come on. <laughs> um, she's quite a handful. So I listened to it and sure enough, I think the advocate was right. So it turns out I did not really expect that. It doesn't make any sense to me because he was so awful to me. Like why in the world would he, I don't, it just doesn't make any sense. But anyway, the song was like, you know, I need you, I want you back, like, oh, I'm nothing without you, and all this crap. And, um, (laughs) wow. So, I don't know what he's thinking. Uh, A real man would never have done any of those things. But then also, if a real man had for some reason done all those things, his only option would be to, if he wanted to talk to his ex, would be to to apologize profusely and just, you know, just totally, that's it. Just apology and admit wrong and, you know, that's it. You don't send love songs, you know. None of that. You don't try to call. You just send an apology, so. Apparently, he's really that bad and really that ignorant and that idiot, idiotic, I don't know. Well, looks like the garage is not open quite yet, so I'm gonna sit under this little tree and wait for the mechanic to open back up. It is a desert willow, which I haven't quite yet, oh, good girl, been able to propagate on my land. Uh-uh. We're just gonna sit here, don't walk off into traffic. Okay. God, I kind of feel like one of those crazy bag ladies in a way, because I've got some stuff that I bought, basically just some dog treats, and then a cat scratcher, and a cat treat, a bag of cat treats, but mostly just a bag of dog, like a bunch of different types of dog treats. Hey, that's it. We're waiting. i <laughs> my got my computer in my bag, and it's kind of heavy, and then this unruly giant puppy... <laughs> It's a little bit funny. But so anyway, I just wanted to like kind of give a raw um, report of an update of like what's going on. Come here, sit. Sit. Okay. Hey. And yeah, so looks like I don't have the car squared away just yet. But I have a little bit of time. So you know, and I am here so I can kind of get some things done. I'll probably call the gun shop and ask them where they were looking at those holsters they showed me last week when I went in to return the holster that I bought from them that doesn't work. And I'll probably go to the Humane Society with her just to see if she gets along with any of the dogs there, because I want to get her a brother. (laughs) And what else? I think that's the main thing. Oh, yeah, I want to go to the Unemployment Center, because they are impossible to reach, impossible. Uh, So far it's not as bad as California, but it's along the same lines. So I'm gonna check that out if I can. And then I guess tonight's just gonna be like a really nice, awesome, amazingly luxurious, comparatively luxurious shower and HGTV and I don't know, (laughs) air conditioning. (laughs) and i do want to go get drinks so i think i'm gonna walk down with her probably and then just go sit out on the back patio looks like his assistant just got here so they're gonna open up here soon um and then just go out and you know have a couple drinks i think with you know just because i'm here and i don't really get to go out much at night um speaking of that the there's a this new person in the area in the in the town as it were from Austin and he hasn't been there here that long but he I guess he bought land but he hasn't built it out yet. I don't know where he's living but he's in the um community group that I belong to where we meet and talk about like survivalist stuff and um community resilience type topics and he or he's not in that rather. Sorry, I don't I messed up to say that he is in the karaoke group that is was started by the same guy who runs the survivalist community group. And so he's, and he's recently gotten a job, funny enough, bartending and waiting at a different location in town. So he's kind of a little bit of a known quantity, but he's the one that left his stuff on my property. And I just was like, absolutely not, you know, this giving me a bad, weird, uncomfortable vibe. So what I decided was to kind of keep the door open because he's in a group that I belong to, but, but set boundaries and be really, you know, sure and clear about my boundaries and maintain them because I don't totally trust him. I don't really understand really where he's coming from exactly because he seems to not have certain awareness. Or he's perpetrating something, right? So, um, he, we, I met him at this snow cone thing. It was like basically the trial run for this, the, the wife of the mechanic who fucked me over, who, she's been nice to me. Um, and so I, I just kind of like shocked, shocked. I assumed, wow, he, he didn't tell her about how I wrote a bad Google review because of him shafting me for $1,000 by installing the wrong part on my car four times and charging me for all the four times and not giving me a refund. So I was like, well, whatever, okay, she's being friendly, I'll be friendly too. Um, and she. So then I go to this ice cream social where she can test out her snow cone tr- truck business thing idea that she has and see if it goes over well and get feedback. And I noticed that she is acting a little bit uncomfortable. And I get the impression that she doesn't want it, want it to seem like she's friendly with me. And sure enough, the female defamer was there. And, you know, doing her thing. Um, and so uh, that I realized she, the wife of the mechanic has probably just been playing, pretending to be... Um, You know, friendly toward me because that woman isn't there. And I think on some level that woman, she might not be pretending because that defamer is probably, I bet you the mechanic's wife is actually afraid of her because she doesn't want that defamer to do that to her. And I'll bet you a number of people are in that same boat that they sort of act differently around that defamer um, because they're just afraid that that defamer will try to ruin their life, too. And they just want to stay on her good side. And so that's what I noticed. And so it was kind of a little bit of a bummer of a snow cone festival. But, they're not festival, but social, whatever. But I had a nice conversation with everybody else there. And, you know, um, one of the people that was there that was nice and easy to talk to was this guy who's in that group and so I was kind of like okay so that was kind of helpful and nice to have a friendly person to talk to and we talked about disc golf which has been happening and I've been wanting to go to and we talked about karaoke because I hadn't gone last time and he had and then we I don't remember but I do feel like we talked a little bit about I mean I was just shooting the shit right I wasn't really thinking too hard about what I was saying but we talked about uh the gas you know and all that making the trip and he had said something about carpooling and I was like well you know I'll think about it whatever I didn't really say anything but this time um so he texted me he messaged me I think yesterday and suggested that we carpool and that he would drive and that we could go to the disc golf which tees off early a little bit earlier in the the evening but not that much earlier and then we could um we'll miss a little bit of karaoke but we'll go to that afterwards and I was kind of like well, you know, um, that could be a good idea. And then I was, you know, kept going and I was kind of like, well, you know, I don't like driving fast. So, you know, and he he just basically was really respectful about it and was like, well, what speed do you like to go? And I'm like, well, you know, I go the 65 and he seemed fine with that. So I was like, okay, that seems cool. But then I kind of don't really want to drive with him and I don't really need to. So I thought about it and I figured out basically what I'll do is I'll just tell him, uh, that I something came up and I'm just going to, you know, drive, take my car or whatever. So it's not like he doesn't feel rejected or anything like that. But that I just, you know, kind of get out of it. Because I just really don't have a need to drive with him. And I think that's a little too intimate or too involved. And that, that means that would take away my ability to leave when I was comfortable leadi- leaving. You know, it takes away my power. So, <clears throat> again, that might seem obvious to listeners but if you've been through trauma and abuse um it's really not obvious so that um was something I kind of figured out and that's good and then as far as this ex-boyfriend um yeah I don't I just hope he just stop, like finally gets the the idea and just eventually leaves me alone because um, like I'm I'm not sure what his uh Well, I, I'm pretty clear on what his defect is, what his malfunction is, but it's kind of still surprising to me. Like, I think he's just basically trying to get his foot in the door so he can be, you know, get, get in there and make me feel bad and try to intimidate me and manipulate me so he can get the car, essentially. Um, and you know, there might be some element of like, uh, he, he had it really good with me and so he probably you know is like on some level just like oh she's probably like all the other girls i've dated who you know is just going to either send me a bunch of toxic random shit back uh or fight with me like i want or she's just going to come running back to me cuz i'm like so great and none of that i'm not giving him any of that so he's probably just kind of like still kind of think he hasn't realized yet i i don't know i don't really know but that's my take on it um so he's scary and uh yeah I don't know I just hope he stops and I'm just not giving him anything back so hopefully he gets the hint. (sighs) Anyway so that's pretty much everything I'm now just in town and you know in the big small town up north and I'm gonna get a few things done and looks like the car is gonna be delayed but it is what it is and I'm just gonna kind of keep working on this and I don't know, get my pets with me. It's kind of surreal. But yeah, hopefully the mechanic opens soon. Okay, cool. His door is finally open. So um, that's that. And onward. (laughs) I can't believe it's already 9 30 p.m. I am going to do a trial adoption of another dog. And I went to the shelter and basically figured I'd either find a dog or I wouldn't, but I decided to just go see. And I looked at two dogs that seemed to be friendly and give me the signal that they were kind of, they kind of were open to me and also probably could smell my dog on me and were cool about that. Whereas some dogs, Smelled my hand and you know backed away and barked and you know was just letting me know it's not a good match. Um, so I looked at this one, Rocky, and then I looked at this one, Tuco. And when Rocky came in to hang out with my dog, um, my dog got some hackles, and it worked out. Oh, there's a cat. <laughs> so apparently, Tuco really goes against. He really likes to chase cats. He's not good with cats, which is why he got given up, apparently. That's what I was told. So, (laughs) I guess you can guess which one I have (laughs) with me here. Um, When my dog met Tuco, she didn't have any hackles, and she was wagging, and so was he. And so I was like, okay, that's a really good sign at first, you know? And then they just kind of seemed really easy around each other. Like, you know, there was a little bit of playful energy, but it was mostly just like they just seem to get along, and that was such a, I mean, wow, you know, what are the odds of that, right? He's a little t- smaller than her in the rear, and he's a black-mouthed cur, I think is what she said, and I've never even heard of that, so I'll have to look into it, but he's very short hair, pretty wiry looking, and he's like a tan, like a light tan color with dark eyes, so he's kind of the opposite of her in a way, because she's got darker coloring, you know, that of a shepherd, and a and then the the eyes of a white walker from Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, yes, yes, good boy. I know, yeah. So I got a spray bottle today and was spraying him in the face whenever he even so much as looked at my cat, or in my cat's general direction, and that seemed to be working pretty well, and I know that he understands now at this point that that is not okay, but he's, we're going to have to break him of it because he's, he's uh, obviously really worse than my dog like my dog just laid down she's cool she just gave up (laughs) but he's still like pointer you know (laughs) so but he's a good dog um i think he's a very loving dog he's pretty strong he's stronger than my dog and so that's a little um gonna be interesting because he's i can't push him down like i can with my dog you know like i'll push her down into a laying position which i was taught to do and um she she goes down and she knows she's supposed to just stay there she's bad you know and then she'll get up eventually quickly you know pretty quickly after that but not she'll usually lay there for a minute knowing you know that she's she's done something that she's not supposed to do she's supposed to lay there and it doesn't hurt her at all it's just you know laying laying her down for her because she won't lay down (laughs) but he I can't force him down like he's just all muscle and a pretty strong dog so uh (laughs) apparently weighs about 50 pounds or something but um He's um, good-natured, and he, you know, I think he understands really well. And we went on our first walk with the two of them, and it started out just really hard. Um, But, because I had, it wasn't the first time I'd had them both on leash, because I went into the dollar store with them to look for dog stuff. And they were, you know, I I got a sense of what it was like, but this was like, you know, we were like going on a walk, you know, so they're just like, especially him. But we, we went all the way down this nice long road that followed the railroad tracks, and then we did a loop. And, um, you know, by the time we got to where we were like, let's say halfway on the way back, he kind of started to get it, I think, to the point where I did what, did what I was told was leash training, where you wrap, you pull the collar all the way up as high as it'll go on their neck, and then you kind of have not a lot of slack on the leash and so if they pull then they choke themselves but you're just kind of holding it in a position where you know you're not choking them but you're holding it close enough where it it just really discourages them from pulling and uh my friend who's a primarine taught me that and I've used it a little bit on my dog in the past but she was an angel on this walk like she was I think it's almost like having a dog brother, like a brother is making her like become a better dog. (laughs) Gee. Um, so, and even while I was training him with the spray bottle today, like she was just an excellent dog. She didn't chase the cat. She looked, she gave me these looks like she knew exactly what was going on. And even at one point before I had a spray bottle today, when we were in the hotel room, um, she, she got on his business for, you know, going out, kind of looking at the cat and going after the cat. And, um, so it was kind of interesting. It's like, she's a really... I can see why they, this kind of dog, the Malinois, is used in police, you know, work and stuff like that. Because she's just very smart and she was, she knew what, what I was trying to do and she was participating or staying out of my way, you know, while I was working with him. And it was just really, like, helpful, you know. At one point I looked over at her. (laughs) <laughs> and she's looking right at me and she like, she like closes, she like blanks. Cause she, <laughs> she didn't want to, she's like, I caught her looking at me, but usually she was just kind of looking at me and she, you know, watching and watching the other dog. And yeah, it was just interesting to see. It was just very intelligent and like really knew kind of what was up and was like participating and cooperating. And I didn't even have to ask her. So I've already seen some changes in her too. And the fact that they just get along perfectly, pretty much like, I think the only issue is just, you know, I got two other dog bowls so that they each can have their own separate food and water because one of the things I looked for was when I get when the this dog came over to me at the shelter in the yard looking to see if my dog got jealous, because every time I've ever given any other dog any kind of affection, and it's usually when the dog will come and ask for it, my dog immediately has to get in there and just be like, no, that's my mom, you know, how dare you? (laughs) But this did not happen at all at the shelter, so that was another thing I really noticed. I was like, wow, okay. Um, And they're just like, it's almost like they've always just been together, kind of. Like, they just get along. So that's my biggest motivation, my biggest factor, is that they get along and they're about the same size, and I think um, the other dog that I that I had her meet was a little more dominant, and I could tell she was being really submissive, her tail was down, and she was kind of always moving away from him, and he was kind of always, kind of in a way following her or chasing her a little bit, even though he was a super loving, nice dog. Um, I don't know, I just, this other dog, was, mainly it was just like the interaction between them that I observed, and they were a good match, I think, so. And they're just hanging out here together like, yep. So, It's looking like it could be a good adoption, but I did say I'd like to do a trial just to, you know, just to make sure. And uh, the only real issue is going to be with the cat, I think. And then just dealing with all the other stuff, like I'm going to have to figure out the zipline thing and the bed thing, dog, you know, because I had this, I bought this really expensive doghouse last year, $250, right? Turns out it's made out of this like totally shitty lightweight wood that's like foam almost, and she never uses it. <laughs> she ripped off the plastic flaps, um, and then I affixed the her old crate door to the dog house, and so now all it is is literally when she's bad, she goes in the dog house like, haha, you know because um, she just doesn't go in there. she'll just I, I put this really perfectly sized dog bed that I bought on top of that, and I I screwed it down and because she'll come running and like jump up on it like it just skews you know just like push the whole thing off but that fits kind of perfectly on top of the doghouse and it's perfect for her she's up high she's comfortable you know and it's weird too because it's got a slanted like it's the roof of the doghouse is slanted but it doesn't seem to bother her at all she just (laughs) just loves it so I have to figure out something figure out what he's gonna like um you know, and it could be that I just take that, that door off of, you know, the, the dog house and he can just sleep in there. I mean, that could actually be a good thing. He might, he might do that. I'll have to see, but he seems like a very good dog. Like my dog is like kind of, and I was reading about this as far as breeds go. She is kind of like, you know, I'm going to do what I want. Like sometimes, you know, she just kind of does her own thing and, she's not like she's a really good dog like I think I've lucked out I think these are both very two very good dogs but he's much more I think really like kind of wants to be a good boy kind of thing and she's more like you know okay you know we'll do that get you food you know (laughs) so it's interesting but I've always wanted a boy dog and um it's so far so good, uh, except for, you know, the cat, but I think he responds well to training. He does understand, I think that what's wrong and right, you know, what I don't want him to do. I think he gets that. And, um, you know, it's just a matter of working with him and yeah, so I'm seeing positive changes pretty quickly. I'm seeing response and that's important too. So yeah, cause I want to have two dogs. Um, I want her to have a companion And so that when I'm in town, she's not totally alone, sitting there bored. Like, she has someone to talk to and, you know, roughhouse with or whatever. And um, it'll help her with exercise, too. And then, of course, you know, giving a home to another animal. He's not just her companion. You know, he'll also be another guard dog, right? So if there's any trouble, I'll get two barking dogs going. And that's, I think, it will put me at, at peace of mind because she'll have some protection, too, you know what I mean? Because I do, when I hear her barking at night... Sometimes I wonder, you know, is she going to be safe? And granted, she's a total badass and she probably looks like more of a badass than she is. But I think she, I've read that anyway, that they are very loyal and they do step up, you know, if need be. But I've never trained her as a defender dog. So that's something that, and I was looking into that a little bit. And it, it, it really was advocating for like, you know, hiring a professional because it can be dangerous. You know, the kinds of things you need to do to train them for defense. Um, so I th- I'm just going off of the appearance um, and the, uh, I mean, <laughs> one time I was in a park in, Alta- in Pasadena and um, I must have been, apparently I was wearing a black shirt with white lettering and a baseball cap because I walked over to this really beautiful freckled looking dog that this woman had on a leash and I just couldn't help but walk over because it was so beautiful and I wanted to know what kind of breed it was, you know, wow, what a beautiful dog, right? And so she's telling me And I don't remember what the heck she said, because she asked me, she's like, are you in the FBI? (laughs) And I was just like, "Um, no, but what made you think that? And she's like, well, you know, your dog, and then, you know, your your shirt with the lettering, you know, black on white, or white on black or whatever, and then the the baseball cap. And I was just like, wow, because I think I was wearing, most likely a black baseball cap with like a black flag on it, like a black American flag. So you can't really see it, but you can. It's like just embroidery thread, but really light, like gray or something, or dark gray on black. But, uh, so I guess it could, I don't remember what shirt it was though, but (laughs) so this dog made me look like I was in the FBI. (laughs) So that's really, it works for me because, you know, as long as the would be criminal takes one look at her or listens and hears her barking and goes, you know, I'll just go to the next house. It's probably not worth my time, my trouble, you know, kind of thing. So, and then with two, um, you know, it's just all around, I think, good. It's healthy for her, and it's safer for the compound and the homestead, and and then I get to give another orphaned dog a home. And uh, so, yeah. Apparently his story is his former human companion um, brought him in because he got a girlfriend who had a cat and the dog didn't get along with cats. So what a shitty fucking thing, I think. I think that's just bullshit. (laughs) Like work with the dog, train the dog. Don't just give it to the shelter because your new girlfriend's cat, just, I don't know. It just seems like from what I've gathered just watching this, this dog for just like part of a day. I think he just needs to be worked with. I don't think that he's, like, you know, unfixable in that department. So, <laughs> whatever, my gain. And then, um, super good news, um, I had gone to my second mechanic's appointment. Um, and granted, the first appointment a week ago, he did fix the rear lights. So, you know, um, but this appointment, I thought we were getting the headlights Installed, but I was told at the end of the or I think at the beginning of the appointment when as soon as I got there that actually no, he was just going to be doing a check and looking further. And it's like, but I thought that's what you said you're going to do in between appointments. So I'm not exactly clear on exactly what is going on, but I've, I just, it's probably fine. He's, he probably is being honest with me, he seems like a decent guy. The only thing is that the girl, the crazy girl that I used to be friends with, um, that went off her rocker and tried to throw my birth certificate and my social security card out the window of her car and grabbed the wheel, grabbed the keys while I was in, like, I while I was driving on the highway, um, that girl, she's the one that said that she, he's the only mechanic worth going to. And I'd never heard of him before, but I mean, that sort of is neither here nor there, you know, cause he's really not related to her in any way. He's just her mechanic. So... Uh, I think he's pretty decent, and he's a full-service mechanic, so that's really important. Um, but, so, he spends a couple hours with the vehicle, I go and, you know, get some, get some grub and go to a cafe and get some work done, and I'm gonna have to get, I have to, well, it turns out my hosting provider is going to do this part for me. They're gonna update my sequel version. And then they're gonna back up the database before they update the MySQL version. So that's really good that they're gonna take care of that. And then, cause I guess they don't notify you, you kind of have to just moderate yourself, but mine's outdated. And then I need to do an SSL certificate, which is, oh God, it's like really annoying because they won't work with any of the free SSL certificates for some reason. Uh, probably cause they just wanna make money off of me. So I can get a free SSL certificate from them if I upgrade to a new hosting plan. And I was like, well, how much is the new hosting plan, right? And it's only a couple more dollars a month. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fucking worth it, right? So, but I was given two articles, (laughs) which, you know, it's never going to be that easy. And I'm not even sure it's worth it at this point, but I haven't read them yet. But I need to back up my entire three websites and then I need to migrate them over to the new hosting plan all by myself. Whee! So <laughs> I'm gonna read the articles and just see what's involved and see if it's way over my head. So if it's way over my head, I might have to go back to the drawing board and figure out like just some SSL plugin or something. But the last SSL plugin I had broke my site, so I don't know about these plugins. Anyway, so. That uh back to the mechanic, um, <laughs> so that was what I did at the cafe today. Um, so at the mechanics, I go back um, and he says that he thinks in another week he can get the headlight installed and then I can get the car inspected and registered. But he told me, and it was funny how he put it, it was funny because I don't know, I don't know, maybe this is bad or good, I don't know, but he said, he goes, are you sitting down and I'm like, yeah. He's like, so each shock is $600. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I don't want to get that done right now. <laughs> but, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. You know, it sucks. But it is um, a Cadillac. And I guess, you know, it's a little harder, a little more idiosyncratic, a little harder to get parts for and whatnot. Hey, where you going? Come on. We're hanging out. What are you doing? Is there a cat? <laughs> what are you doing? You Um... So, but the good thing is, so I called the tax office and I just was just, again, just as I've been this entire time, I was just honest about it. And I was like, so I'm just wondering, um, you had said there's a 30 day, um, time limit on this bond. So, you know, what happens if my mechanic can't get the car ready to be inspected at that time, Because I've already been to see him twice, and he's now saying I need another week, and I don't remember exactly when I bought the bond, and I'm kind of getting a little nervous. And they were just like, "Oh, just bring bring in the bond, and we can get the title transferred. We'll get the title in your name, and then you can just register it whenever." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, well, fucking perfect." So I went and laid it in the hotel for a couple hours, watched HGTV until I was like, "All right, I should I should get this done." And um. And so then I went and got that done. So now I'm just, I have about four weeks of waiting before the actual title comes in the mail, but it, the car's mine. So fuck yeah. Fuck that guy that tried to rip me off. Well, that did rip me off <laughs> and was so horribly abusive. What do you want? What do you need? So I think it's time for them to go inside, especially this new one for some reason. Ugh. so, um, that's really all I had to say anyway, but yeah. So we're going to hang out tonight and then tomorrow will get a few more supplies. I, um, and then head back home water plants and then maybe go see some live music I don't know it's probably not a good idea with a new dog so it's like kind of like being a parent in a way you get you, you know your life is limited in certain aspects but anyway so yay new dog and um, title of car <laughs> woohoo